What's up, besties? Welcome back to another episode of Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. I am and always will be the second part of that title. This is episode 12. We are pre-teens, ladies and gentlemen. Holy cow. One more and we're teenagers. We grow old so fast, you know? But before we get the show rolling, I have some exciting announcements for you. One is that I will be hosting for Nary Signs at the Miami Improv on August 18th. That's Sunday, this Sunday. If you're listening to this on release day, that is this Sunday. Nary is the head of the Geek Bro Podcast Network, which has many podcasts that are so great for your geek needs, like What's Up Bro, Mount Geek More, Mamas and Merlot, and many, many more. He's also open for amazing comedians from Arius Spears from Mad TV to... Dave Chappelle. And honestly, I'm very honored that he asked me to host the show for him. This is going to be absolutely bananas. And I cannot wait to see you guys. And another exciting announcement. We have merch. We finally have merch. If you have any childlike at best merch needs, we've got t-shirts. We've got hoodies. We have baseball tees. Anything you like to wear that makes you not feel naked, we have it. Our merch storefront is on tpublic.com. You can search Childlike at Best on the search engine, or you can go to tpublic.com slash user slash Childlike at Best, and you'll be able to get any and all of the merch that you would like. This episode is my good friend, Javi Palmieri. He is a musician and the lead singer of Diamond Aces. Diamond Aces is a pop punk band from the South Florida area. They have an album on Apple Music and Spotify called Robots and Dreamers. They're one of the handful of bands that I've remained friends with for many, many years, and we played many shows together. You're going to get a lot of those stories in this episode. This episode is really fun. We talk a lot about music and a lot of our different show experiences from good to bad, from tour experiences, all that kind of stuff. I really think that you guys are going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, please enjoy my friend, Javi Palmieri. Hey everybody, this is Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Hey guys, guess what? I'm Mike Valdez. And today I have a very special guest with me, Javi from Diamond Aces. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for doing this. This is really fun. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah, we see each other every like few months sometimes we go like a year out seeing each yeah. other but also i've known you for like ever it's funny because i tell i i told my last guest this i feel like i started this podcast so i could hang out with my friends because we never see each other anymore but now this podcast gives us a professional reason to hang <laughs> right. out so yeah <laughs> that's like the reason why i see anyone anymore because everyone's <laughs> an adult and doing their life and all that stuff Right. Anyway, before we get started, before I start with the first question, the first thing we like to do here at Child Like at Best is we like to take a Flintstones vitamin. Okay. Those are the Flintstone Complete Gummies. Awesome. They're completely complete in that if you have diarrhea or anything, I got you covered. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and you can let the audience know what character you have if you want. Um, I can't tell who this is. That's oh, okay. Yeah. But it's orange. There you it's, go. Little <laughs> it's usually always pebbles or as my mm. first guest, Manny Gomez likes to call her Velma. So, 
Here, did you want one or you already took one? <laughs> I technically haven't taken one, but I will. All right. Awesome. So as you're taking this, can you please tell me about where you grew up? I grew up in Miami. Uh, I moved there when I was about four years old. And I lived in Miami up until I was about like 13. And then I've lived in Pembroke Pines ever since. It was a Miami was like fun. You yeah. know, I think I had a pretty good uh, childhood. Other than, like, you know, getting my house broken into a few times. Okay. Um, that's not a good childhood. <laughs> but other than that, it was all right. And then, um, yeah, that's actually why we moved to Broward County. You know, it was, like, a nice sure. area and everything. And uh, I've been in Pembroke Pines since I was, like, 13. Now, when you were at school, what kind of kid would you say that you were? Like, who did you hang out with at lunch, essentially? I was, like, pretty introverted. And, you know, in, like, in elementary school, everyone's just kind of friends with everybody. Of you course. know, that kind of thing. In middle school... Friends uh, forever, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have some Where's friends. That guy now? <laughs> I have some friends. That, one of them, I brought him out to your show really? uh, last week. Yeah, his name is Gavin. Okay. And he was the one with the girlfriend there. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, I've known him since the fourth grade. So Holy cow. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've known him longer than I've known my own sister. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, then in middle school, everyone starts like a, like their own little clique kind of, of thing. And like I was considered like one of the rockers in, uh, oh. in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> what made you that? you just decided to wear black pants and they were like you like rock and roll i wasn't i wasn't allowed to you know like <laughs> we had a uniform and uh no but i i wore the the etnies uh skate shoes Dude, and uh, man i i'm so glad we're, we're talking about this because <laughs> this is exactly what i went through as well because i went to private school and we had uniforms and the thing that i found so funny is that there's always a senior superlative where they're like best dressed and it's like bro we wear the same <laughs> outfit every day how are you the are best, you the best dressed <laughs> is it because i wear a wwjd bracelet and my freaking airwalks like is yeah. that why i'm the best dressed <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so skate shoes, essentially. Right, skate shoes, and then, you know, the music that I listened to. And also, I used to take a guitar to school. Yeah. Uh, that's when I started playing guitar. I was, like, in the seventh grade, and I joined guitar class there. And um, You guys had a guitar class? That's yeah, awesome. we did. We did, yeah, and our instructor we was really lucky. good. Yeah, we, yeah we, our instructor was amazing, and we put on a, one time we put on a Star Wars musical. That's with, awesome. Yeah, all done by guitars. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Holy cow. What era was this when you started playing guitar? Was it like, were you going around trying to impress girls playing Hey There Delilah? Or like, what were you doing? No. <laughs> One night, it was a, I went to a New Year's party and um, my uncle was performing at this like New Year's event or whatever. And I saw him, you know, playing the guitar. I must have been about 10 years old and I was like, holy crap, like yeah. I want to, I want to do that, you know? And it was just something that I loved for myself you know and of the course. only reason why I took the guitar to school was for me to continue practicing in lunch or whatever I was never like the type to show off like oh I play guitar and this and that it was never right. you know I wasn't much of a looker anyway so right no I, I totally know how you feel yeah it was like that for me but I learned how to play piano just through going to school so there was like a piano in this in our choir room and I would skip lunches I would skip classes just to go down because I knew that there was no one in the choir room and I would right. just play the piano for hours what really sticks out in my mind is senior year for me and most of my memories are not in class yeah. <laughs> it's just me skipping classes skipping classes right <laughs> yeah and it's just like for reasons that are dumber and dumber every time you know you are a musician so what kind of music 
did you start getting into around that time? Middle school and high school, I listened to a lot of metal. Um, I listened to like a lot of Avenged Sevenfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my dad uh, raised me on Metallica. Okay, and so you know, Avenged Sevenfold was like a huge band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the time, and you know, they had that same like heavy metal sound that Metallica had. So, and I was like, this is this is it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because in my house, that would be considered demonic. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I knew of those bands and things like that, but like my house was the kind of place where like when Guitar Hero came out, I played it. And my dad saw me playing it, and there's like stages where you're playing like Lollapalooza or whatever, but then there's like demon pentagrams because you're playing <laughs> Lamb of God and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you're not playing this game anymore." Damn. So yeah, I had a weird childhood, man. So Avenged Sevenfold and things like that. But Diamond Aces, the band that you're in now, is not that at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We um we took a liking into pop punk. Again, it's a band from like the same time, which was Yellow Card. Yeah. That's good stuff. You know, the early two thousands when Ocean Avenue, when that album came out, we were like hooked on that and we listened to we still listen to that album, you know. Bro, like, can I tell you something? Yeah. I found out about Yellow Card because I don't know if you remember this at all, but the WB had a show called Pepsi Concerts or something like that. And they would have bands, they would like break bands on this show. And it was like sponsored by Pepsi. And that's the first time I ever saw Yellow Card. That's the first time I ever saw and Story of the Year. Is that when they would have them like, it would show them playing a song live or exactly, something? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's how I found out about, um, well, no, they were big on MTV as well, but uh, the band Hoobastank. Yeah, Hoobastank was yeah. on there. They played yeah. the reason. Yeah, and uh, and uh, well, <laughs> that's all they that's all they still play. So. <laughs> <laughs> you go see them now. They just play the reason sixteen times. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Evanescence was there, or Herbal Essence, as I like to call them. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many bands broke off that Pepsi show. It was so weird. Yeah. It was because they were trying to promote this drink called Pepsi Twist or something, which was just Pepsi with lime in it. Yeah. And and they were like, let's do the Pepsi Twist to this new band, Story of the Year. And then they would come out and be like, yeah, yeah, I will, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, Yellow Card. And then that was the first thing into like, we like emo music or we like the Warped Tour right. era of bands, right? Yeah. So how did you discover other bands? Just through social media? When I was a kid, I listened a lot to the radio. Back then, the radio was much better, if you of ask course. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, back then, the radio played music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's how, I, um, that's how I started listening to um, uh, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Fall Out Boy, mm-hmm. you know, in their earlier albums and stuff. Yeah, all the makeup yeah. bands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're good. Yeah, but, but they all wore makeup. It was they like sure it did. was a weird time in 2005. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but everyone wore makeup. Like you were considered uncool if you were a guy it, and didn't have eyeliner. Yeah. Like exactly. it was like, why don't you have eyeliner on? <laughs> yeah. Green Day was another big one. Well, obviously they were like they've always been like mainstream, of but course, like yeah, that one was a big one for me. You know, like Green Day was like what I listened to in in middle school, at least as far as punk went. So, like, Dookie and that era of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For a long time for me, I never liked them. I don't think I liked them until American Idiot, because I just thought they were the band that did that song that everybody plays at graduation. (laughs) 
It's like, come on, this band isn't even that good. And people are like, they're a punk band. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're a freaking graduation band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that um, uh, me and my girlfriend were like talking about how we have like three or four songs to vote on for graduation. Yeah. And you always end up with uh, Time of Your Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and or good riddance whatever it's exactly, called yeah. yeah and then uh we were like oh man it's such a cliche song it's so lame or whatever and then like i like played it i listened to it one day and it just brought me, brought me back to high school and i started crying <laughs> <laughs> i was like man this is such a good song oh my gosh come on <laughs> as cheesy as you want it to be like well, i was like oh it's such a good song you know what's you know what's funny uh, out of all the other graduation songs at least that's the coolest one right because right. like you could listen to Graduation by Vitamin C and be crying in your car, and that's way more sad. Yeah. <laughs> As we go on, remember. <laughs> Just the worst. Yeah. So when you went home from school, what were the fandoms that you were into? So what kind of movies did you like, TV shows, things like that? I've always been a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. When I was like a lot younger. I used to watch Jurassic Park nice. like, on repeat. That's awesome. <laughs> Jurassic Park 1 and 2. That's <laughs> Just awesome. I think all the time. That's um, great. Those two are really great. I uh, I talked about this with a buddy. I don't think I saw Jurassic Park, the movie itself, until maybe 11 or 12. I had seen it before, but I had only seen it in Spanish. Okay. So I thought that that was the movie. Right, right. I never knew that it was like, oh, these are actual actors with English speaking voices. Right. You know, I just thought it was El Parque Jurásica or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like, I knew the movie starts with Que Diablo and like things like that. I remember all that stuff, but I don't remember watching actual Jurassic Park. <laughs> right. Well, if it makes you feel any better, that was like every Disney classic that I ever watched as a kid was in Spanish. <laughs> and so, like, you know, like gr growing. <laughs> Yeah. So instead of like, like when I was like in high school, all my friends would be like, oh, yeah, we're going to sing. Uh, oh, what was the song in, in choir? We actually did a song from The Lion King. Right. Uh, the Circle of Life. Right. And yeah, like to we be did fair, it was it was always in another language. Right. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, yeah, you know that song? And I'm like, no, what is that? And yeah. I was like, wait, I know this melody, but I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's so funny like is it's still in the Spanish version, it still starts with <laughs> Or actually actually in Spanish it would be uh <laughs> It it's the Cuba edition. That's the Cuban version of The Lion King. Oh, man. <laughs> I know way too much about this stuff. It's so weird. But anyway, so you saw... So, like, all your Disney movies were in Spanish. All of them. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, I learned the lyrics to, to some Disney songs, you know, because, like, whatever, like, my friends, girlfriends, whatever, like, oh, you need to know this song. Like, of course. It's like the Disney classic, whatever. You can't have a girlfriend and, so, and not know the English version of Part of Your World. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, they're like, you need to learn these. So, I actually learned those songs when I was, like, 18, 19 sure. years old. <laughs> I'm sitting there rewatching The Little watch. Mermaid. Yeah, way too old <laughs> yeah. to watch these movies. And you don't have kids. Like, yeah. you're just like oh my gosh. Man, that's like most millennials now. They're just they're just going to Disney by themselves with no yeah. kids. 
everybody's super upset about it. So you like Star Wars. You liked, obviously, like Disney movies and Jurassic Park and things like that. What about television? As a kid, I don't remember watching, uh, like, the... Other than, like, cartoons, yeah, the cartoons that I watched were, like, Johnny Bravo. Dexter's yeah. Lab was my number one. That sure. was it. Like, Dexter's Lab was my jam. I also watched The the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. And that was the one show that, uh, in elementary school, as a guy, it was okay to talk about. You of know? course. <laughs> like, yeah, because, like, you couldn't watch anything like, you know, like, My Little Pony or anything right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but Powerpuff Girls, that was okay. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was definitely a good show. I mean, we've talked about it. I, I talked about it with Manny and a, and a couple of other people, but that era of Cartoon Network was just golden. a renaissance. Yeah, yeah everything was amazing yeah. on it. And not only that, right when you would finish a lot of those shows, like the Cartoon Cartoon block, it would go into this like boomerang block. So you had the, the old Hanna-Barbera stuff. Right. The Flintstones, the Flintstones and the Jetsons, yeah. which is the same thing. And, you know, you had all that kind of stuff. Now, you started playing music in seventh grade around there. Right. When did Diamond Aces become a thing? Because I know that some of it, some of Diamond Aces is your family. Right. So I started playing music with that name and everything when I was in, I want to say around the 11th grade. Yeah. So I was, what, 16 years old? Okay. So 16, 17 and it was just me on guitar. My cousin, Adrian, was on the drums. Mm -hmm. My brother, Christian, played guitar. And then we had our friend, Josh, play the bass. And we made our, our mistakes. You know, like everyone's first band is kind of like an experiment. You know, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't know how to put out a record. You don't know how to, you know, do all these things. Yeah. So we, those beginning years were like what I considered like my first band kind of thing where of we course. like learned the process of doing things. We didn't start knowing what we were doing, taking music seriously until about 2014, no, 2013, when uh, we played at we played at Revolution Live. Yeah, and you know we were like, okay, like this is like something that we can do with our lives. You know, this is something that we can take more seriously, and so we started like taking everything more seriously, and then from there we went on to like record our first EP, and further on, you know, an album. Now, just for the listener who doesn't know. Revolution Live is like basically it isn't the A room, but it's maybe like the B room for like most bands that come through. It's a, it's a huge right. venue. Yeah, it's like two thousand something capacity. It's like exactly it's pretty big. And venue. did you guys open for a band or no? We were actually playing a music festival there that went on from eleven a.m. to like eleven p.m. And okay. we played. We uh we we got we sold. We were, like, in the top three bands to sell tickets that day, like, most tickets. So we got to pick a pretty good time slot for us yeah. to play, and we played around 8.30, which was, like, a prime of spot course. and all that. And it was it was a lot of fun. I'm sure, fun. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you come up with the name Diamond Aces? Diamond Aces was just something that was kind of, like, thrown out there. Nobody, like I said, when we started, like, we didn't really have a clue what we were doing. Yeah. And, um... I wanted to have a name that started with the word the, kind of like the Beatles and, yeah. uh, you know, whatever other bands that start with the. Yeah. And so at first we were called the Diamond Aces and we started to, you know, we wanted to drop the word the because we just thought it was like a little, I don't know, like it sounded like a little more cliche that way. And so like we dropped the word the and just became Diamond Aces and we wanted to put 
both words together, like as if it was one word, like Diamond Aces being one word. Because a lot of bands were coming out, like I wrestled a bear once, which is right. all one word. Exactly. All those bands were coming out that were just like one word that wasn't supposed to be just one word. Or Peveris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Peveris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're a great band. But yeah, they, they are. But they just misspelled their name. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we just kept it as Diamond Aces after that. I and mean, we just kept the name because it's what we originally came up with. Sure. But it was just something that, like, we weren't really thinking of much when we came up with the name. Originally. Man, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but I want to say that I was listening to a podcast where somebody from SNL was talking to Paul McCartney because he was the musical guest. And he was talking about how surreal it was. And he asked him a question of, like, how did you come up with the name The Beatles or whatever? Like, did you ever know? That, it, that you guys would become successful. And he's like, no, like we just, we came up with the name because we thought it was cute. Right. And we never thought we would become the Beatles. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. we, if we knew we'd become the Beatles, we would have thought of something way cooler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, but we just became the Beatles, you know? So it's a really funny answer because it's like, I don't think there's ever been any band that's like proud of their name you know right. what i mean there's just like yeah it's something we came up with when we were 14 because somebody asked us what's the name of your band and we didn't want to call it five guys right you know, or whatever because <laughs> right. that was already a burger place yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to call it freaking bear monster or whatever the name of the band is and now it's like whoa you're in bear monster that's the <laughs> best band you know like <laughs> we didn't know that it was bear yeah. monster would be the freaking yeah. Next big thing, you know? So kind of transitioning into our next bit. Do you remember any, like, commercials or anything that stick into your car, like commercials for toys or even cereal, anything like that? Let me see. I I remember, like, every Cookie Crisp commercial. Yes. Cookie <laughs> Crisp. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, the Tricks commercials as well. Yeah. I think those were, like, the most played for for cereal uh, and you know early 2000s late 90s you had a lot of like tony the tiger yeah of course <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, they're great yeah. yeah let's talk about this for a second one of the things that i find really funny especially about like the frosted flakes commercials is it almost feels like they wanted at one point for frosted flakes to seem healthy because all the commercials were always kids working out, working yeah, out, like playing like, basketball or whatever. Tony yeah. the Tiger shows up and they're like, thank God someone brought sugary cereal because <laughs> I'm tired of playing baseball right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and then the whole thing with the tricks thing, it's like the kids never let the tricks rabbit have the tricks. So how does he even remember what these things taste like? Because like the whole thing is just like, I love these tricks cereal because this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, but have you had them though? Uh, yeah. Like, and at least the last four commercials, I haven't seen you even touch them. Exactly. So the kids never <laughs> let you have them. Yeah. So are you going based off of what you think they might taste like? Or, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. Did you have a cereal, the favorite cereal growing up? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. That's yeah. usually everyone's favorite. Yeah. It was the sugariest. So. <laughs> I mean, it is. Yeah. It's a very zero to 60 cereal, yeah. for sure. It definitely is. Yeah. You you actually got to see, you came to one of my shows recently. I did. And it was a show that I invited you to because it was free and that kind of thing. I had no idea what I was in for or what right. it was going to be. I thought it was just like a stand-up show. And it turned out that it was kind of like an improvised, like Conan O'Brien kind of a thing. 
And I was like, well, since I like to do this whole serial thing, like I'll bring a serial and I'll do that whole thing, you know, live on stage because I've never done it live with Reggie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had no idea that I was going to be like, oh, well, we're going to review this serial because it was Conan O'Brien's serial. And I was like, oh, right. we're going to review this as Conan. And he was like, what, what in the <laughs> world? And then he ended up throwing me under the bus later on. Late with the song. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, oh, you grew up religious, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, weren't you a youth pastor? And I go, no. And he goes, yeah, you told me once that you were a youth pastor. You know, when we were talking before the show. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking before the show. And he had this song that you like to sing to people at church camp. What was that song? I go, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, when uh, when the kids were scared and you wanted to sing them back to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, and then I invented this song about how you shouldn't be scared even though the demons from hell are trying to get you because <laughs> Jesus is going to protect you. Yeah, It was awful, but at the same time, it was the greatest thing in the world because yeah. I'm pretty sure the reason why the audience loved it was because they knew that I was being thrown under the bus. Yeah. you know, And that you did surprisingly well under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was the worst. <laughs> no, I dude, you had the crowd laughing the entire time. I thought that was the best way to end the, your like interview thing in that, yeah, good. In that show. Good, I'm glad because I was really nervous that people would would be like, "What is this show even? Uh, like, what it, what are they doing? Like that kind of thing." Right. Um. I mean, I I had a blast doing it, but that's the thing about comedy, man. You need people, or else it just seems weird. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if you don't because, and we can talk a little bit about this. You know, and you definitely know what it's like being a musician. I equate music and comedy a lot to each other and I think that they're similar in a lot of ways but they're different in so many ways and like for example you can play music to no one forever right and you can be very good at it you can record it people can listen to those recordings you know that kind of thing and and if you choose to never play in front of people you can have a career where you don't play in front of people but you're still successful right comedy doesn't work like that yeah, I can practice it in front of my mirror all the time. It doesn't mean that I'm funny right. or that it's going to work or anything. I have to go in front of people, and those people have to validate whether it's funny or not. Right. You know, right. and sometimes those answers change. You never know. Music and comedy are similar, but the reason why they're great and horrible at the same time is because you can play a song for three years in front of people, and you'll never realize that that's a bad song. Because people are just, like, impressed that you have a guitar in your hands and you're singing. Right. But if you tell a joke and it isn't funny, you will find out immediately. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That it doesn't work. (laughs) So it's, like, good and bad at the same time. You hear, like, dead silence. You're like, no, okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Moving on. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had weird show experiences? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Share some stories with me. Well, one of our most awkward moments on stage and i talked about this in manny's manny and david's podcast yeah but this one's better so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally kidding subscribe to what the f is a podcast i love those guys anyway it was actually how i met manny and david was uh, it yeah holy cow yeah because uh manny messaged me on on facebook and was like <laughs> they're hey. gonna be like on tinder <laughs> i was like what <laughs> He's like, hey, love your profile. Yeah, love your profile. <laughs> I also checked out the link you had on, on your on your profile, and uh, I like course, your band. Because, of course, a musician is going to have the link to their album on their uh, Tinder. Yeah. It's like, hey, if you're not going to swipe right, just uh, check out my album. 
<laughs> That's great. Um, no, so he messages me on Facebook and he goes, uh, he's like, hey, uh, my my band normally plays this, uh, uh, what are they called, like um, pep rally at, a, at, a, at an elementary and middle school. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the school. It was like an academy. You know, it had, it had like K through six yeah. or K through eighth grade. Yeah. Um, on was it school. Relay for Life? No, it was a pep rally for their okay. like FCAT. They were getting ready for their standardized test. Okay. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, my my band usually plays plays this, but we're unavail we're unavailable for this uh, for this year." And he didn't tell me, but there was somebody from uh, Give Up Ghost mm -hmm. who we were friends with as well. Right. Someone from Give Up Ghost was like, "Hey, this dude Manny messaged us about playing a show. We can't play it." Can you guys play it? Wow. Uh, so he was asking, like, they were both asking me to play the show, but Manny didn't know that Give Up Ghost was also asking me. Turns out we were the third band down in Manny's pecking order. That's crazy. <laughs> so, if it makes um, you feel any better, he didn't ask me at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you know, I, I end up, like, going to, going to play, and it turns out that Manny has had another band play there as well and they were called like and i talked about this on the podcast with them i can't remember the name to save my life but i think it was called be the brave was the name of the was the name of the band that, that sounds played. about right yeah <laughs> but anyway be the brave played the year before us or something like that right. and uh you know sleeping sunset didn't and this time around uh manny had us go there and we were like all right we'll play and as soon as you know we get we get on stage like we we had all our equipment ready there must have been about 500 elementary schoolers in front of us you know it's like a bunch of bunch of kids and we had our name on our drum set you know it said diamond aces on the drum set yeah we had talked to this lady who was going to introduce us probably i don't know we've probably exchanged like 40 50 messages on facebook before yeah. i even got there you know what's and funny is that i don't remember this story 100 percent, but i've been through so many of these situations that i already know where the story's going so yeah. i'm laughing already yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm but sure. Anyway. I'm sure it happens every now and then because I feel like uh, names, like people's names, are also easy to like, you know, mix up and of everything. Of course, yeah. So, Especially um, a name like "Be the Brave" or like something like that, where it's just like, no, or it's only the Brave, or like, right, or like, right? Right? You know, like that kind of thing, or it's the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, like this lady. You know, we had messaged. I had told her the band name a trillion times by this point. <laughs> And um, we, she she goes on the mic and she starts introducing us to all these students, mm -hmm. which I don't know why she was doing the introduction, but like, you know, like for our band, like normally we introduce ourselves. Of course, yeah. But uh, she had the microphone and she goes like, oh, so these are our friends who were with us last year. And I'm like, wait, no, 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 this isn't going the right way. And my mic was muted and I couldn't say anything. And um, she was like, give it up for Be the Brave. And the students in the back who couldn't read the name on the drum set all cheered. Everyone in the front was reading our drum set going, like, what's going on? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's not our name. And when my mic went on, I'm like, hey, guys, we're Diamond Aces. <laughs> and it was just, like, such an awkward moment. We're just sitting there, like, mm, all right, Dude. this is our first song. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, <man>. here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I said, yeah. Dude, let me tell you, I remember playing a show at the Talent Farm, and... I had been playing music at this point for maybe three or four years. Okay. And under the name On the Contrary, right? I remember that. And so, I you and so I decided at one point that 
I wanted to change the name because I felt like I had written new songs and I felt like the quality of the recordings had changed and I just felt like we were a different band. Right. Like I was a different kind of thing. And also, you know, on the contrary was more of like, it was supposed to be a band, but it ended up just being me and like that kind of stuff. And it was a lot of marketing things as well. So I was like, oh, well, I just, instead, it'll it'll be easier if I call it Mike Valdez and the Noise because it's me and then the noise can change and it doesn't have to necessarily be this guy is always on bass and this guy is always on drums. Like nobody's going to get their feelings hurt right. because it's like, well, we came here to see Mike Valdez and most of the time I will be there. <laughs> and so, you know, like that kind of thing, unless I bring in a hologram or whatever, you know? And so. In which case is still a hologram ex- of Mike Valdez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, I was like just going through this transition and Kevin, who is amazing. I love this guy. Uh, he gave me a lot of my first opportunities in in the music scene and all these things. We're talking about Kevin Burns? Yeah, Mr. Burns. Yeah. Great dude. And he knew that there was a name change, but like forgot in a lot of ways. So I remember we played this set. I played it with Manny David and Brandon Rosado. And we annihilated. Like it was amazing. We did so well. There were people singing songs. I mean, it was it was awesome. And right at the very end, you know, you know how there's always that awkward talent farm guy? Yeah. That's like, let's give it up for Farthole Magoo and, you know, like, whatever the name of the band is. Yeah. You know, like, that kind of thing. I'll never forget it to save my life, dude. He goes, let's give it up for Mike Valdez Presents, On the Contrary and the Noise. I'm like, what in the world just happened? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like all three band names, Uh, like, in one one go. In one thing. And and, and I understand why he was confused. Because he's like... It's Mike Valdez. He used to be in a band called On the Contrary. The guys from Sleeping Sunset are there. So, like, it's Mike Valdez on the contrary. Is it Mike Valdez presents On the Contrary and the noise with Sleeping Sunset? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I understand, like, why he would do that. But at the same time, it's not that complicated. Right, right. <laughs> so I totally understand how, like, awkward it is. It's also really funny in a lot of ways that that happened because – when you're a band that isn't like super popular because people aren't like necessarily there to see you, you're constantly reminding people of what your name is. Yeah. You know, because it's just like, hey, if you like what we're doing, this is our band name. You could find right, it you on Spotify. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You could find it on Spotify. You could find it on whatever. I was saying the name of our band the <laughs> entire <laughs> set. The entire set. <laughs> I mean, he, like, he knew my name was Mike Valdez. You know, like, I don't know. I just thought that, that was super funny. But anyway, I feel like there's another story, too, right? There's one that we talked about at a comedy show. I, yeah. All right. I will. I know exactly. Was, it the, same, was it the same show? No. How funny is, would that have been? <laughs> the two it's the worst awkward. day of your life? <laughs> <laughs> I would have quit music. <laughs> like, wow, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The, I just, I love the way that, like, because, like, I tell the story exactly how it happened. It, like, played itself out to be a joke. Like, yeah, you know, course. it was, like, perfect timing on everything. And so we played a, a Relay for Life. And that was at a, it was, like, at some, like, middle school or high school that they were hosting it at. And um, on the side of the, this is important to remember, on the side of the track, because uh, it was, like, at a track and field yeah. kind of thing, on the side of the track they had a, uh, a bounce house. Mm-hmm. And so we're playing, 
And at this time, uh, we had a younger member in our band. It was Griffin. He was 14 years old. We were all like 18, 19, you know, like in college. Mm -hmm. And he was 14 years old, right? And we, we finished playing, and it was like an amazing set. Like, we played like so well, so well. And everybody, like a lot of people from the audience were, you know, the same age as Griffin. They were like 14, 15, 16, like that age. And they wanted to play tag with us. Mm -hmm. And... Griffin comes up to me and he's like, hey, man, these guys want to play tag with us. I think that it would be good just to like, you know, so that they remember us, you know, even more. Right. And uh, every time you message them or tell them about a show, they'll like come out and everything, you know, we'll be like the guys that they play tag with. Right. And I was like, OK, that's a great idea. So like we start <laughs> we start playing tag and we're just like kind of running around everywhere, with, like, you know, like a bunch of like kids and. um. <laughs> Uh, all of a sudden, everything stopped because this guy came up to me and he starts yelling at me. Like, oh yeah, it went like 100 to zero really quick. Like, everybody stopped because, like, this guy came up to me and was just, like, yelling. And he was like, which one of you, like, mother effers was the one who, like, hit my daughter? And we're like, whoa, man, like, none of us hit your daughter. And right. he's like, he's like, you guys are a bunch of grown men running around a park, going into a bounce house, blah, blah, blah. And you guys hit my daughter. And we're like. No, man, like, I, I I was talking to him myself, and I was like, no, dude, like, there's no way we, like, hit your daughter, and if we did, we would have, like, owned up to it, we would have been like, hey, whose kid is this, you know, like, we would have, like, taken responsibility for it, like, there's, like, no way that we did that, and he's like, you're a liar, blah, blah, blah. and he starts yelling, now, by this point, there's even cops, uh, and the entire, the entire track was just dead quiet, listening to what was going on, right, and I'm getting louder, and this guy's getting louder. We're just, like, yelling at each other. And he's like, um, uh, he's like, you guys hit my daughter. And he just, like, wouldn't let go of that, you know. And I was like, dude, for the last time, none of us have even been in that bounce house, you know, like, because that's where, like, his daughter got hit or whatever. And uh, uh, I was like, none of us have ever been in that bounce house. Like, there's no reason why we would hit your daughter in there. And I'm, like, yelling at the top of my lungs. And then for a second, there's just, like, quiet, like, absolute silence. And out of the bounce house comes my drummer, Adrian, and he didn't know what was going on. So, like, it's, like, dead quiet. And Adrian just goes, booga, 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 booga. Like, he's, like, running out of the bounce house, <laughs> making that noise to, like, scare us. Because he thought that, you know, I don't know what he thought was going on. Oh <laughs> and he's, like, running out going, booga, 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 booga. And then, I, like, I looked at the guy, and I'm looking at Adrian, and I'm like, well, he doesn't count. He's just an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know this guy. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, don't play tag with kids. Never. Uh, if you're in a kids band, are terrible. Yeah, kids aren't. If they're not, if they're yours, then you can play tag. Yeah. Other than that, that's not really the best way to go. So Diamond Aces has an EP and a full length, right? Right. So the EP doesn't exist like on Spotify or anything. So pretty much what we did was like we dissolved that EP and we took four songs from it. It was a six song EP. It was a pretty long uh, EP, but like we took four songs from there and put them into the album that uh, the full length album that we have, which is 11 tracks. What's the name of it? Just so people know. Robots and Dreamers. Okay. And I have a story behind the name in just a second. The EP was called The Ashes EP and then like we put four of those songs into the Robots and Dreamers album and that's been on Spotify for a couple of years now. Yeah. The name was actually... Uh, it was actually inspired because, like, the message is pretty clear. Like, robots and dreamers is, like, two, like, completely different, like, people in society is mm -hmm. basically what we wanted to call it. Where you have, like, a robot is, like, you know, what I considered someone who, 
you know, work the nine to five kind of thing, just like was, a, you know, another cog in the machine. Yeah. And a dreamer was being somebody, you know, who did music for a living, for right. example, you know. And we actually took that inspiration from the dreamer, which was your album. Was and it really? Holy cow. Yeah. I That's know you're awesome. just finding this out now. But That's awesome. Yeah. We Holy cow. completely took inspiration from that. Wow, man. That's that's super humbling. Holy cow. Yeah. That's really, really cool. And you were like, oh, and Mike Valdez is also a robot. So <laughs> we're just... <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> He's a robot with an album named The Dreamer. Yeah, no, with an album. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do look like an animatronic that plays piano. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> no, that's really sweet, man. What songs would you say, like if you were to say three songs from that album, what would you say someone who's never heard Diamond Aces and they're listening to this podcast and they're mm-hmm. like, man, I really want to listen to Diamond Aces. What three songs would you recommend that they listen to? So in in all of the sets that we play live, like we do play three songs no matter what, you know, how the show is or whatever. We do play three songs off that album that are just always going to be in our set. One of them is our the song that we open with just because it's like it's very bouncy, you know, it's like uh, and it hypes up a crowd and everything. Uh, we would always open with a song called She's So Perfect. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people know that as the mermaid song because we sing this line that goes, my mermaid, she's so perfect. uh, (laughs) Yeah, so like that, that, like people are always like, people who like buy all of our merch and everything, they will not know the name to that song. They're just like, oh, the mermaid song. Dude, (laughs) first, first of all, you need to have a shirt with a mermaid on it that says the name of the song. Right. Well, we have a shirt with a robot on it. So. <laughs> Your other shirt's just a picture of me. Like. <laughs> One of a robot and the other's Mike Valdez. Yeah. And the little, like, you know. The you, dreamer, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanted to have that logo with you and the spiky hair like you had on, like with the, on the contrary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so funny because. I was just on a podcast recently, and and he asked me about On the Contrary, and I was like, it's almost like, how do you know about that? Because I just, I have to, like, hearken back to my own life to remember those things. Because I've, it's been so long since uh, since I've gone by that name. And, like, but, yeah, like, I still have people with, like, one of my buddies. When I changed my band name, he was like, what am I going to do about what, my bracelet and all the merch with your name on it? And I'm like, I just, well, let's get new merch. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know? I saw this band from New Jersey, and uh, I saw them once and then got to play with them the second time they were uh, in town. And the first time I saw them, they were called Bad Case of Big Mouth. And the second time they came around, they were called Big Mouth yeah. or Bad Mouth. Some, mouth, yeah. yeah, something like that. And, the you know, I bought their hat with their original name. Yeah. And the second show, I was playing the show with their hat on. And I was like, yo, you guys owe me a new hat. <laughs> <laughs> the lead singer cracked up and gave me a new hat. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then after after She's So Perfect, in the middle of our set somewhere, we have like kind of like a sing-along that's called Oceanside. Yeah. We released that before the rest of the album just because like we thought that would get people's attention. It was like more of the sound... Like, the majority of the sound of the album is more pop than punk. It's going to sound funny, but I kind of mean it to, but I kind of don't. Especially She's So Perfect and, and a couple of your newer songs. The breakdowns, because it, it's very, very pop, and then it gets really heavy. Right. And I like to call that, like, flexing breakdowns. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, God, like, I feel so strong right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. I've seen you flex you know? at some of our shows. <laughs> It makes you feel strong. Yeah. You know, like, you're like, yes! Yeah. You know? 
like uh, like uh, ironically, a band four years strong. Right. Their breakdowns are a lot like that to me, where it's right. like they make you feel. Also, I'm just weird because music makes me feel things. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you know, <laughs> but it's true. Like whenever I hear something like that, like you're just like, man, I feel strong right now or whatever. You know, I, I assume that's how it feels when like, you know, a 14 year old girl listens to Roar by Katy Perry. You know, where <laughs> yeah. they're just like, I can do anything I want. You know? <laughs> like, I am. A, I am a lion. Yeah. You know, like whatever. Like, no, you're just a person. And in a couple of years, you'll realize you don't mean anything. No. So. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. Right, right. So, but she's so perfect. Oceanside. Oceanside. Which is like the sing-along. Yeah, it's more poppy. Song. Yeah, that song, actually, uh, when you say that, it that's a very yellow card sounding song. Yeah. You know, so it harkens back to that kind of style. Yeah, like I said, it was more of like our, our pop songs, which is like the majority of our songs in the in the album. But we do have like the songs that are like, you know, heavier. And the our closing song is our heaviest song. Yeah. And it's just because, like, for live purposes, it's just like the way it works, you know. Of like, course, you, yeah. you, you want to end with, yeah, you end with a banger. Yeah, want to close with everyone like, what the heck was yeah, that? Yeah, like someone crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna close now. This song's about uh, the song's about my aunt dying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's real bad. So, um, yeah, our, uh, the last song that we play is it's track six on the album. It's called Art of War. Mm-hmm. That one was uh was written by uh well like most of it was written by Alan Rivas mm-hmm. who was in our band he was the bassist yeah uh, in our band and uh, that song like is about like personal struggle you know and it goes with like what happened to Alan and everything yeah like, uh, he suffered with uh, depression for a while but obviously if you don't want to talk about it we don't have to but is it you know it is it something that you want to talk about. For, like, people who don't follow Diamond Aces, or, like, who, people who do know Diamond Aces and didn't know about Alan, uh, he was our bassist for about a year and a half. Yeah. And we had our first tour booked and everything, and uh, he committed suicide. And uh, it hit us really hard. We were inactive for almost the whole year. Um, and then we put out the album, you know, right, like, when we were coming out, we put out the album, which he recorded, mixed, mastered, everything. Yeah. So uh, we put we put that album out and you know if you see like in the back of the physical album it says in loving memory of alan jose rivas yeah um so uh it was all like dedicated to him after that and uh we're still we're working on a on a song to release for him now of course and uh after that thankfully we were able to like get back on our feet and uh we mentioned him at all of our shows, of course, all yeah. Of them. And then uh, in the in the new song that we have, we um, the like some like part of the lyrics say, "You're in our hearts and on our stage," mm-hmm. like just because like that's he's always gonna be there no matter what. Like you can't change the fact like his voice, his uh, him playing bass, everything is gonna be in the album forever. So, yeah. um, well, and not only that, man. I think that lines like that are really important mm-hmm. for the listener. Yeah. Even if they don't necessarily know the story, because it makes the listener also feel like they belong. Right. Because it's like you're always worth being in our hearts and you're yeah. always worth being on stage, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And that's really what music is about. It's, yeah. it's about making people feel less alone. Right. You know, in, in a lot of ways. And I didn't really have a relationship with Alan. I met him one time 
and it was at one of your shows. Right. And he was nothing but complimentary to yeah. me. Like he he was so nice and had no reason to be. You know, <laughs> like it was just like because I was just like there to support you guys. Yeah. You know, because we've been friends forever, for years. He had no reason to, like, come up to me and be like, you know, he asked me, you know, hey, do you, do you play, aren't you, like, with Manny and David? Like, you play with them? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have my own band. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard your stuff, and it's really good. You know, I really enjoy metal a little bit more, but I love, you know, the things that you do because I love music and all this stuff. He was nothing but complimentary and nice yeah. and that kind of stuff. And it just, like, I struggle with depression a lot as well and, and anxiety and you know, I medicate and things like that. I also don't find any embarrassment in medicating myself for that. Because Absolutely not. You're doing something about, like, you want to fix something or improve, uh, like, an aspect of your life, and mm -hmm. that's what you're doing by medicating. Yeah, improving. and the thing, yeah, the thing that, it's just tough because depending on the kind of life that you have or the kind of, you know, sometimes it, it's, it has to do with your background. And, for example, Latins, at least... Cubans are very like hard-headed so they'll see something as like depression as like okay just snap out of it and right like, but I can't do that right like right. if I could I would have done it 25 minutes ago right. you know but I, I can't the best way that I could equate it to somebody that doesn't have anxiety or depression or anything like that when you describe depression and anxiety to somebody that's never felt it it's kind of like showing them a map to something where they can see where you're going, they understand everything about the map, they understand everything, but they're not in the car with you. Yeah. And when you're in the car, sometimes it's hectic. You know what I mean? Yeah, super. Like but if you're listening to this and you struggle with that kind of stuff, go see somebody, talk to somebody, don't feel embarrassed about it. Yeah, there's like, absolutely no shame in seeking help. Absolutely. Like, yeah. You're worth everyone and anyone's time. Yeah, you know? of course. And like when you're, when you, you know, you have the flu, you have a fever, whatever the case is, you go to a doctor that because mm -hmm. you want to improve like your, your well-being. There's absolutely no difference just because like one's like a mental uh, disease compared to like, you know, having the flu or a fever. Right. There's no difference. Like seeking help for either thing is not going to, it's not embarrassing. You yeah, know? exactly. But transitioning a little bit, that reminded me of the show that we did meet at, which is one of the weirdest shows I've ever played. <laughs> is that the one in Boynton Beach? Was it? I think we played with On the Contrary in Boynton Beach. You remember that tiny little, it was like a little hole in the wall venue, like a small warehouse. That wasn't the first time. It wasn't? But that was definitely a really weird venue. I, I want to say the night before, <laughs> at that show specifically, the night before, they had just done, like, a punk show. All the light bulbs were gone. Oh, sweet. You remember that? How there were no lights? Yeah, there was no lights. There <laughs> were no lights. And, yeah. and my band that I was with, it wasn't on the contrary. It was when I was, I was singing for a punk band called Atlantic. And I, uh, oh. yeah, the band that I was with had, like, a light show. And that was the and only was the source lighting. of light. Yeah, I remember that. I was going to say, we used, like, everyone's lighting. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone used our light show. Yeah. yeah, because there were no lights. Wild. <laughs> and if you sat in the couch, uh, the spring was would go through the cushion. <laughs> like, it was the worst. Like, you were just like, oh, I have every disease right now. <laughs> like, it was, All of them. <laughs> it was the worst. The show that we met at, it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. It was just, like, a weird circumstance essentially it was for someone's birthday party 
and she asked you guys to play. She asked uh, Atlantic to play, but Atlantic couldn't do it. So I was like, I'll do it as Michael does in the noise. And so it was another one of those issues where it was like, Michael does presents Atlantic and the noise. Oh <laughs> like, where it's like, okay, maybe I'm doing this whole band name thing wrong. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and like, in fact, I remember we, when we got paid for it, we got the check had our band names on it. And like and, all of band yeah, names? All of my band names right. on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was like the check was like Mike Valdez presents Atlantic and the noise or like whatever it was. And it was just me and David. Like right. we're just yeah, playing yeah, an acoustic show. That. We're just playing an acoustic show. But I, I remember that was the night that at least we properly met. I'm sure that we knew each other on social media and things like that. Right. That's not um, really meeting. You right, know? Right, right. But do you remember that show at all? Absolutely. I, yeah. yeah. There's pictures of that on my Facebook. Are there really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else played? There was it was a pretty good show actually. Give up Ghost? Yeah, it was Give Up Ghost. It was you guys. It was it was me and all three of my bands. <laughs> <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah, all at the same time apparently, even yeah. though it was just me and David. <laughs> <laughs> Two people, three yeah. bands. Mm. How does this work? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> um Yeah, I don't uh I don't remember who else, but I remember it being like a pretty good show. Yeah. Like, there's I have pictures of that and there's there's some kids like crowd surfing to to our music. Yeah. So how funny is that? Yeah. Where it's like that's how <laughs> that's how punk kids can distinguish whether it's a good show. Yeah. There were kids getting hurt at our show, so Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. There were three nosebleeds, <laughs> one passed out. Yeah. <laughs> all in all, great show. Yeah, great show. Oh, we only <laughs> lost half a person today. Yeah. <laughs> it was a decent show. Yeah. <laughs> They called the ambulance, but they didn't go to the hospital. Pretty successful show. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they were concerned for their danger, but we didn't get sued. Right. <laughs> Goodness. We played how many other shows? I feel like we played so many shows together. Um, When we were on tour uh, the first time, we had a, it was a four or five band lineup where I had my sister open the show. Mm-hmm. Then I had Common Luck. Uh, who's just an acoustic act at the time. I don't know if they're still together, but I think they're a band right now, mm-hmm. like a full band. Then I had you perform, and then mm-hmm. the band that we were on tour with, which was Subby Dudes from Ohio, okay. and then we closed the show. When was this? Um, this was February of 2017. It was at uh, Inkwell. Yes, I remember this show. Yes, that, yeah. there were two guys who got into <laughs> a yeah. fight that yeah, night, they, yeah. and they grabbed your suitcase with their merch and swung it at the other Yeah, <laughs> man, it's... <laughs> You know, <laughs> that was a funk show. Yeah, that's the thing, man. <laughs> you learn a lot of things about punk kids when you play the music that I play, particularly because normal people would see the music that I play as bitch music or whatever, you know. But what's so great is that I remember specifically at that show, we covered A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. I remember that. And, and dude. <laughs> you would have thought the room was on fire. Yeah. Like, people went insane. Yeah, crazy for that song. That was, that was so good. The joke that I always love to tell whenever I sing that song is this next song is a, is a song that has the most famous piano riff of all time in it. And I really do believe that because it's the only song when people sing the song, they sing, they sing the, the piano, piano riff. riff. Yeah. <laughs> No one can sing that song without going. Nobody can do that. So much so that 
I remember like halfway through, it's just the entire crowd is going, but no, 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 And I'm like, I'm playing the song. <laughs> you don't you have to sing that part. You could have just like stopped playing for that second and have the whole crowd go. <laughs> it would have been great. But yeah, that's. That's really funny. That show, I remember you guys in particular freaking killed that show. It was great. Thanks, yeah, man. I remember that. And I definitely remember there was a fight at the very end of the show, yeah. <laughs> which it was fine, you know. Yeah. Just so the listener that doesn't know, when you come see me live, one of the things that I like to do is I like to have the the suitcase from the front cover of Dreamer. I put all my merch in there. And I just thought it was like a cute and clever way to sell the merch and, you know, things like that. And sometimes it works out really well. And sometimes drunk people see it as like, oh, that's a, a weapon. weapon for me yeah. to use, you know, yeah. for this next Super Smash Brothers move I'm going to do on someone or whatever. And, and that's the what happened. The old suitcase swing. The old suitcase swing. That's what happened. What's the best show you've ever played? So we've played a few, like, amazing, like, really amazing shows that, like, stood out. Most of them have been uh, on tour. Yeah. Like, getting, because, like, one thing, because, like, I know that, like, our hometown fans love us, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. And some of us are, like, our closest friends, and they, and they give us, like, so much energy, so much support, and, like, it's, you know, like, you have a few friends that you always hit up for your shows, and you're like, dude, you got to come hype, hype this crowd up, you know? Well, and not only that, uh, dude, the last time I saw you guys, like, your local fan base is, like, really into you. Yeah, they're, like, swaying back and forth the entire time, yeah. moshing, they're jumping, everything. And what's good is that it allows people that have never heard of you before to be like, man, these people seem to like them. Right. Like, these guys are must be good. Because that's the thing, especially about South Florida is, like, South Florida doesn't necessarily want to jump into the pool. Right. They want to test the water a little bit. And if they see that people are in the pool enjoying themselves, they're like, all right, that sounds good then. You know, like that kind of thing. Florida is filled with what Chris D'Elia calls kudas. You know, like barracudas, where it's just like they see something shiny and they go to it. Right. You know? That's why Ultra is a thing. And it's like, you don't really like EDM. You just do it because everyone else does it. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. I might be wrong, but it certainly does feel a lot like... Miami yeah, no, it, it's everyone uh, hops on the everyone hops on the hype train. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. But yeah. So sorry to I keep interrupting you. Oh, that's okay, what is man. the there's two shows that you were talking about that are like the best shows you've ever played. Uh, so I'm going to I'm just going to talk about the ones outside of Florida. Yeah. Because like, yeah, like in Florida, you know, we just didn't expect to get that much of a like a reception, you know, like a like of a of a reaction right. from people. Well, it was your first uh, tour, right? No, the ones that that we that we had like really good shows that were on our second and third tour. Okay. Yeah, we had two amazing ones in, I want to say like three amazing ones in our second tour, and then one that like was the best show of the entire tour in our third tour. The ones, uh, I'll just name off the cities that we like did really well in, was uh, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas treated us like we were from there. Yeah. Um, We sold so much merch. Uh, I I felt bad because like we played like, we played like really, really well. We were the opening band that show, and we had the entire like the entire crowd lined up at our merch table. That's and awesome. yeah, and it was like sixty something, seventy something people lined up waiting to get merch and take pictures of us and stuff. And nobody was watching the band that was after us. They were all talking oh, okay. to us. Yeah, it was like I was like, "Yo, guys, go in there and check them out." And they were just waiting in line to like get our stuff. You That's know? Crazy. Yeah. So Dallas was was awesome in that perspective. We played. Um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. We that was a music festival as well, 
And I remember the promoter uh, tweeted about us and wrote about us on Facebook and everything. Like, he loved us, and the, the entire crowd loved us. The sound guy asked me for a CD. Like, it was just That's awesome. a wonderful, yeah. And You got meth awesome. and everything when you were there? Exactly, yeah. yeah meth, meth, heroin, all the works. <laughs> no, it's just Albuquerque's yeah. really, really yeah, yeah, meth. It's, I know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's breaking bad, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we didn't. We wanted to visit Walter White's house, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you really yeah. want to. There's, you know, going back to that, just just to like go off in a small tangent. It's funny because like there's things that you'll say it and you'll think about it, and it's funny. But then when you actually see those things, you're like, yeah, that's not funny at yes. all. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like there's yeah. this guy. I, I'll never forget it to save my life. There was this kid at my youth group at one point, we went to Rock the Universe. Have you ever been to Rock the Universe? No. It's essentially a, a, Christian, a Christian music like festival. Music in, in Universal? In Universal right. Studios, yeah. They did like a Christian music festival. And he wasn't having a very good time. So he's just like, man, I'm going to go into the bathroom and I'm going to crap on the sink. And I was like, ha ha, that's hilarious. And then like two or three hours later, he found me at like freaking Cat in the Hat World or whatever. And he's just like, dude, come to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and dude it wasn't funny at all yeah <laughs> dude you're gonna get in so much trouble for this. <laughs> yep. so i was like i mean it's funny looking back at it now, now. <laughs> but it just was not funny at the time i was yeah. like this is not good but yeah so <laughs> so albuquerque i know you guys played in la how was that show the la show was all right um i think that the promoter messed it up mm. uh he put Four local bands first, and then three touring bands. We were the second to last. By the time we played, everyone was gone because, like, yeah. you saw four local bands. Yeah. Like DIY shows are hard because they're always stacked. Yeah, and it's just like too many bands, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I think seven bands. I mean, we were on a three-band tour package, which is big enough as it is. Yeah, honestly, for a tour like that, I would say most one band. I, I, yeah one band opens in the tour package and exactly. one closing band from la and that's yeah. what i told him i was like hey man next time you might want to consider having an la closing band because people are going to stay for them they're not going to stay for the people from miami right you know so la was all right but we had a show in uh colorado that we were all like super hyped up for because the name of the place was the mesa theater mm -hmm. and that sounds amazing you know you're like oh you're performing at the mesa theater you're like, yeah, oh, that yeah. sounds super cool yeah and it's just a giant we, table uh, <laughs> <laughs> a giant mesa <laughs> um no uh we got there and uh our name along with like the other touring bands was like up on like you know the theater sign whatever and like we yeah. were like oh it's my god diamond aces yeah. jesus and the disciples yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just everyone that's been on a huge table yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, <laughs> No, so we got there and we see this venue. It's it was bigger than Revolution. So Holy we were like, cow. yeah. So we were like, what's going on here? Right. You know, like what what bands are we playing with today? Right. And then um, all of a sudden, like I'm checking out the place and I'm like, dude, this is amazing. And my brother comes up to me and you know he's like, dude, did you see where we we're gonna play? And I'm like, why are you upset about it? <laughs> and, then, and he's like, no, 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 we're not gonna play in the main stage. We're playing in like the little basement by the bathrooms. And I was oh, like, no. what? And we and like there's like a bar as soon as you go in. And, like, behind the bar, underground, there's a small little room that they put, like, local bands and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's depressing, you know? That's really depressing. And um, we see the first band, and there were probably about 10 to 15 people in the room. So we were like, you know, this isn't that great. 
Then another local band played. The room filled up a little more. Then the first touring band went on. The room was, like, packed. And we were like, oh, snap. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. There were, like, more than 60 people there in, like, a tiny little room. Like, it was probably over capacity, like, the amount of people that were yeah. there. And we were like, oh, my God. And so we started playing. And we started with our song, She's So Perfect, which is yeah, bouncy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. And, dude, people had drinks in their hands. Uh, what Like, you name it. Like, I, uh, people were, like, smoking, stuff like that. And everybody in that room was bouncing. And we were like, oh, my God. Like, my bassist looked at me and was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, the entire room was giving us such a good reaction. That's we were awesome. like, Oh my, like everybody in the room was completely engaged. That's and I awesome. had them singing along and, you know, when we played Oceanside. And there's, you know, the, the line that, uh, there, there's a line in Oceanside that says, I want to move to California. Yeah. Because I was a 16-year-old rebel when I wrote that. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I said, I want to move to Colorado. And people lost their crap, dude. They yeah. were like, oh my God, he said Colorado. Dude. <laughs> Man, can I tell you something? Yeah. Let's, let's go into this because, like, I mean... You're in a band and you and you understand like when you do that, you're doing it to get that reaction. Right. But then when you see a band do it, you're like rolling your eyes so hard. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh, it's so on, cheesy. Dude. Come on. Like yeah. uh, it's like when uh every time I watch Andrew McMahon, uh-huh. I love that guy to death. I've seen him over 30 times. He's my favorite musician. Right. But every time he sings Dark Blue and he's in Miami, there's this part where he goes, uh, and then the water reached the West Coast. He changes it to the East Coast. Oh, my God. And everyone goes, oh, my God, that's where Florida is. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. It's like, like, I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like not even specific to where we are. It's a coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's not like he said, then the water reached to Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Like He's saying the East the Coast. The East Coast, <laughs> which could be like the Carolinas. Exactly. It could be anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> the East Coast. Like, yeah. That's so funny to me, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But that's yeah. that's awesome because something that's really awesome about it, – it's, like, funny at the same time, but when you're in a band and you're, like, at a huge show, like, let's say you're watching your favorite band and you're just in the middle of this huge crowd, you're like, man, this freaking sucks. I hate being here. And then you just – you think outside of the box for a second and you're like, if I was playing this show, though – I would be so happy. Yeah, be so happy. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Pe- other seeing other people miserable. Right. <laughs> like, they're just like, come on. <laughs> I'm like, this sucks. Like I got beer spilled all over me. Like this girl doesn't stop singing the song before the band shows up. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like they, they have homemade shirts. Yeah. Like all this stuff. Like, come on. Man, this has been an episode. Where can people find you, Javi? Diamond Aces, you can find on Spotify. Google Play, Apple Music. It's on like over 40 different outlets out there. So like if you live somewhere in Europe, you can find us. Nice. Yeah. I don't know what those stores are called, but you can find us. <laughs> uh, YouTube, Facebook, it's Instagram. Uns, uns yeah. Apple Music. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah. I think that's so, what it is. <laughs> Absolutely everyone. For social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Uh, we're going to be announcing something later on because Diamond Ace has been inactive for a while now. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be announcing something pretty big. Cool. Um, yeah. And we're still going to be releasing a song, though. So, oh, awesome. Like, pretty soon. What about you personally? Like, what if somebody wants to follow, the like, what you ate for dinner or whatever? 
Uh, oh yeah, because I, I I go on Facebook and it's like you know it asks you like what are you up to for your status? And it's like I'm cleaning my fridge. Like, <laughs> dude, if that's your answer, just say you're doing nothing. Like, <laughs> like don't type anything because that's the same thing. Well, that's what's that's what's great about social media is that there's so many liars. Yeah, because like ninety percent of people on Facebook like what are you up to? Nothing. Nothing. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to make my life seem cooler than freaking bob you know or whatever his name is from high school you know (laughs) so but so are are you on instagram and all that i am um my instagram name is j palmieri 21 and it's at diamond aces for all social media so at diamond aces for uh, for instagram and twitter we're not very active on our twitter uh but yeah and then if you look up diamond aces on facebook that's where we're most active okay for me you can find me on Instagram at Mike Valdez, on Twitter at I am Mike Valdez. You can go to whoismikevaldez.com to find out the answer to that question. And <laughs> subscribe to the podcast, you know. Let let your friends know, let your family know. Let's grow this family. And have a good week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank Bye. you so much for having me, Mike. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. This was really fun. Bye, besties. <laughs>